0: This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with StepWork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Jason S., and I'm an addict. This is the Just For Today daily meditation reading for August 21st, titled Friendships. Our friendships become deep, and we experience the warmth and caring which results from addicts sharing recovery and a new life, IP number 19, self-acceptance. Most of us come to Narcotics Anonymous with few genuine friends, and most of us arrive without the slightest understanding of what it takes to build lasting friendships. Over time though, we learn that friendships require work. At one time or another, all friendships are challenging. Like any relationship, friendship is a learning process. Our friends love us enough to tell us the truth about ourselves. The old saying, the truth will set you free, but first it will make you furious, seems especially true in friendship. This can make friendships awkward. We may find ourselves avoiding certain meetings rather than facing our friends. We have found, though, that friends speak out of concern for us. They want the best for us. Our friends accept us despite our shortcomings. They understand that we are still a work in progress. Friends are there for us when we're not there for ourselves. Friends help us gain valuable perspectives on the events in our lives and our recovery. It is important that we actively cultivate friendships, for we have learned that we cannot recover alone. Just for today, I will be grateful for the friends I have that will take an active part in my friendships.
0: In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Karen M. Hey, Karen, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast.
2: Hey, Douglas. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you can make it. So, Karen, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out?
2: Yes, my clean date is 4-1-2018. My home group is Wolfpacking, and I'm from the capital area of Raleigh. Uh, my home group meets every Friday at 7 p.m.
0: All right. Thanks, Karen. So now we're going to transition into the just for today. So could you share your thoughts on friendships?
2: Yeah. So um, the just for today is on friendships and I'm um, just reading it. It's just, it's super awesome for me to be able to share on this. And I thank you so much, uh, Douglas, for asking me to do this. It's the coolest thing ever. Um, but it just says here, our friendships become deep, and we experience the warmth and caring, um, which results from addicts sharing recovery in a new life, Um, and just for me, like, friendship is everything. I mean, I don't have much family, so for me, like, my friends are my family, and so whenever I came to NA, like, you know, I started to meet people, and I started to get these friendships, and like, Without the women that I have in my life and without the network that I've been able to build like I don't know where I would be um and so it's just been so so important to me to have you know these friendships and you know um I didn't have friends whenever I was using like i didn't I haven't had friends in so long you know like I had friends in high school and I had friends whenever I was younger but Whenever I was out there using, like I only wanted one thing from them, and they only wanted one thing from me. Mm. So you know, it's like I came into the rooms, and you know, it's it's awkward at first, and it's a little bit uncomfortable, and you're just like, oh man, like I don't know. <laughs> it was like, how do you meet friends? Um, but like for me, just getting into like you know a recovery house was the best thing that I could have ever done, um, because it's kind of like a, an immediate network where like. You are put into these houses and then it's like you're forced to like live with other women or men, you know, and everybody's just right there next to you all the time. Um, And you guys get to go to meetings together and you get to like just learn about NA and go to conventions and like, you know, do fun activities. And that's where like, you know, for me, I formed my, my friendships. Um, and so it was just such a cool experience like when I first came to NA like it was almost like I was going to high school for the first time and like I was clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're cool. It's like you, you can like go shopping and get new clothes again. And like, you have new friends and like, you know, you get to like go and hang out and go to conventions and go to the mall, like do things like we do stuff in NA, you know, mm-hmm. like we do fun stuff. Like it's awesome. Um, and you know, people or hooking up and this and that, all that's going on. But it's like, wow, I have a life again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all that using took away my life for so many years. But whenever I got to NA, it was like, oh my God, like I can have a life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so it was just so freeing for me. Um, so I've experienced this true love um, through friendships that I've gained here in NA, um, care and compassion, um, you know, through, through sponsorship, really like with my sponsor, she teaches me, um, how to be a friend to other people, um, to listen to them, you know, to, you know, she teaches me about respect, um, which I had no idea what that even was, you know, before I got clean, um, And it's just, you know, people love to be heard. Like I like to be heard, you know, whenever I'm having a conversation with somebody, like I like for them to genuinely care about what I'm saying or how I'm feeling. And as I've gotten clean, like I've learned how to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, how was Mm -hmm. that test that you took or like, how's your son doing? And, you know, things like that. It's like, I would have never done that whenever I was using. Um, And so it's just been so amazing Um, without the women here in recovery. Like I would not be clean today. Um, There's been times where I've relapsed and come back into the rooms and they never gave up on me. You know, they always Mm. called me and texted me and just said, we love you. Please come back. Like we will always be here for you. Um, And I was like, damn, you know, like these women are not, they're not mad at me, they're not giving up on me, like, they still love me, they just want me to be okay, you know, Um, so that's just, I've just learned so much, Um, another thing, too, it's like, you know, I'm new to the capital area, you know, and I'm from Wilmington, and one thing that's so cool about NA is just, like, no matter where I go, like, it doesn't matter where I go, because, in NA, like, you know, we're all the same. So it's like, I can go to any meeting in any area, and I can find a million addicts that are just like me that, you know, are going to be able to be my friend or be just like me, and I can relate to them on so many different levels. And I have so much comfort in that. Um, And I just think that, you know, I'm just really grateful for that as well. Um, So Karen, let's have...
0: Let's dive into that um, because I think, I think you know, you're, you're hitting on a lot of like great information here. So, so two questions. Number one, mm-hmm. as you're getting clean, uh, could you share with the listeners and saying, okay, hey, this is, this is how to build those friendships. All right. Here's some, here's some very basic action items that, that you could do to kind of build those friendships. So number one, can you speak to that? And then number two, mm-hmm. can you speak to moving to a new area? and, in you know, like you've just done. So how, and and I, and, and I hear what you're saying, like, Hey, we go to a meeting. All right. Hey, we're with family. These are my people, right. You know, and -hmm. and this and that, but to nurture those, like to nurture those friendships and kind of establish those in a new area. Mm -hmm. Could you share on, so what's that looking like?
2: Yes. So the first to the first question. um, So what I was taught to do Um, in NA. So what I was taught to do to kind of like meet friends or meet women, um, to get connected to to do that is to get in the back pocket of somebody that I want what they have. So what I would do is as a newcomer, I would go to meetings and any women that would share that, you know, had good recovery, I liked what they had to say, or they would raise their hand if they had more than a year clean. And I would just run directly up to them after the meeting (laughs) and I would say, Hey, can I have your phone number? You know, because if I'm so willing to do whatever it is to get high, like I was taught that I need to be so willing to do whatever it is to be clean. Mm, And so, you know what I mean? Like I wanted, you know, what these women had and I'm like, I also really just wanted to be their friend. Mm -hmm. So I put myself out there. Like I would just go up to them and say, "Hey, I know it's awkward, but like I don't really care. You know, can I have your phone number? Can I go out to eat with you guys? Like, can I um, come to the thing that you're going Mm -hmm. to on on Thursday? Like, and I would just interject myself, as awkward as it was, because a lot of times I know they say that you know the the people that have the clean time are supposed to you know go to the newcomer, but a lot of times it gets overlooked and it doesn't always happen. And so it is, you know, our recovery is our responsibility. Um, But sometimes we just don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just was taught, get in the back pocket of somebody that you want what they have and do whatever it takes. Um, And so I just did that. And then for the second question that you had, um, as far as moving to a new area, um, I was taught like, I knew that I had to just do the basics whenever it came to moving to the new area. So I knew I had to, again, put myself out there. So I knew that I had to go to meetings and share that I was new, um, share that, you know, I didn't really have any friends. Right. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Yet again, I don't have any friends. Here I am. So, um, you know, and I'm cool with that because like, I'm all right. I had tons of friends from my other area um, who love me very much, but I'm in a new area now. So I have to make new friends. and It was very hard. Um, you know, there was for two months, I just kind of hid behind the camera with the camera off because Hmm. I, you know, have anxiety and I didn't really, my disease told me that you guys did not like me and I was weird. So, but then when the pain got great enough, I turned the video on and I said, Hey guys, I'm new to the area. I would like to get some, uh, phone numbers from women, uh, that have some clean time. And next thing you know, I have four women that are private messaging me with their phone numbers. And now I have four or five, uh, new friends here in the capital area. Um, and we even go out to eat on Friday after the home group, <laughs> that's yeah, fabulous. which is awesome. Yeah.
0: So that's how, that's how to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so Karen, you know, when you started out talking about how you didn't have, um, you know, friends, just probably borderline acquaintances, you know, getting clean. And mm-hmm. I can, I can really identify with that I got clean in, in 2000. And I came into the program with, um, yeah, I'm just, just like you said, no, nobody that I could consider a friend, um, just some acquaintances, you know, really. And uh, two guys who 12-step me, uh, they're both clean. They're both still clean. Um, and so, so they were sitting in the front seat. Okay. and I, And I was sitting in the back seat. They were talking about things that happened. Um, you know, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, and, and, you know, that they had, that they had done together. It meant something. It was real. They were friends. They were laughing. They were telling the, you know, these stories. I had never had that. And I wanted mm. that so bad. It was like, there was no way that, that anyone couldn't believe, like they were really close. They had this friendship, mm. It was they, like this bond. It was so attractive. It was just mm-hmm. so attractive you know and mm-hmm. and uh and and i want kind of like what you were talking about and and you know and i have i have memories with with both of those both of those guys um for the last 20 years and and, and, and it works right it works like yeah, staying clean that's a day at so a so time cool. yeah and you'll have these real these real memories and 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 you get to build these friendships so um it's so okay cool. let's dig into this you you brought up recovery house friends mm-hmm. and so um, and, and I know, and I want to give a, a shout out to, we have this, um, recovery house in new Orleans. I know one of the counselors plays the podcast to, to the folks, um, in the house, a big shout out to the folks down there in new, new Orleans, I guess. All right. So yeah. Woo. All right. So if you, if you could share, could you, could you maybe speak to what is some etiquette maybe that you learned to make that that made your time in the recovery house better or, um, maybe some things that 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 you did um, or that you wish you had done, or something like that. Could you speak to to the etiquette maybe in the recovery house that it helped you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I have experience um where I lived as a resident in the recovery house for a number of years, and then also in a management position, uh, managing the women in the recovery house, which was the best form of service I've ever done in my life. Um so, as far as being a resident, um, living in the recovery house, the best form of etiquette, I would say, really the easiest thing that you can do for your stay is to just follow the rules to the best of your ability um, to kind of just fly under the radar because, you know, that's really what's going to make your life the easiest and it's easier on, you know, the management and the people that are kind of in charge. So they don't have to really be too concerned. You don't really want that red, you know, radar on you all the time. As long as you, you know, have your sponsor, you're going to your meetings, you're, you're not doing anything you're not supposed to be doing, um, you know, and you're just, you're living your life and you're clean and you're having a good time. Like, you know, that's the best advice that I would give whenever you're starting to like stir up trouble and stir up some drama or you're using or whatever the case is, it's like that's where all the chaos comes in and that disturbs other people and their recovery and then their breaking rules and your breaking rules. And so it's just mm. becomes, you know, harder for the people in charge and harder for the residents who are actually there for the right reasons, because the reality is is not everyone is going to be in those houses for the right reasons, you know, and, and that's Okay. But there are you know a lot of people that are there for the right reasons, um, and so that was that's who I was. I was there for maybe the millionth time you know there was tons of times I wasn't there for the right reason as well um so it just really depends on where you're at, so you have to be very patient. I would say spiritual principles were huge. Um, especially when I was in that management position, I learned the true meaning of spiritual principles as a manager in a halfway house. (laughs) Um, And it was very, when I say it was very difficult, but it was the most rewarding um, experience probably of my life up until this point because of the service. Um, It was just so fulfilling Um, I haven't experienced anything that has been more fulfilling than, you know, being a manager of of a woman's halfway house and just being able to, you know, be of service to them, to talk to them, to check in with them on a daily basis, Um, you know, and there's tons of of women that I I knew they were doing what they were supposed to. I didn't have to be on their tail all the time, you know, and Mm -hmm. then there was the ones that every... 10 minutes, I'm, I'm popping in, I'm calling, I'm calling this person, are they at their appointment, are they doing this, you know what I mean, um, but that was my job, so yeah, I mean, it's a tough job, but, and, and as a resident, it's, it's hard as well, but when you work hard, you get to a certain point where you get to move out, and that, then you get to live on your own, um, and you remember those, those difficult times um you know and you remember also the amazing memories that you got to spend with the 10 other wo- women mm. that you lived with for so long you know what i mean so um there's nothing like it really it's yeah, pretty cool yeah i hear you
0: on that man getting clean Two, two of my closest friends in the world we got clean together and and we had this uh we had this apartment um it was a two bedroom apartment we made the laundry this little laundry cut out the third bedroom and, uh, and it was just neat mm-hmm. for a couple of years we lived there and, and the old timers would 12 step somebody and just bring them there, you know, for, yeah. for a week or two or a couple of days or, you know, a couple of people, maybe an hour until they said, you know, to hell with this and leave. But, but yeah. that, that whole environment right there. And I, my spirit identifies with what you're talking about, because I look back in and that, and that year or two of just being with my buddies clean, having these people sleeping on the couch and on the floor. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was amazing. It was yeah. and you're exactly right. That's a level of service that, that is um it, it was definitely out of myself and then the others and yeah. and uh and such a free such a free way to go. And you know, it, it it's almost like during that time I wasn't aware of just how awesome this experience mm-hmm. is.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: and so, um, and I identify mm-hmm. with you saying that as well. And and so it's like if we have some listeners who are in that environment right now. Take a step back and look and see and and just and just kind of take it in and know this is a beautiful season uh, in your life. It really is. Just soak it up. Yeah, soak it up. So, so Karen, let's transition now. I'd like to ask all the guests um, one question to kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, With your with your clean time and your experience that you have now, if you could sit down with Karen M with one day clean or one week clean. Could you share with the listeners what you would what you would pour into her?
2: Oh, man. Oh, I would say, take as much time as possible to work on yourself. Um, you know, before anything else, I would say, you know, probably work all 12 steps and and do all things, um, you know, that you can do before anything else. Because, you know, that's the most important thing that I've realized in my recovery is that taking time for self, you know, is the most important. So just going through the steps, you know what I mean? And with sponsor and, and, you know, like just taking the time for myself is something that, you know, I don't really do often. And like, I'll get so caught up in the everyday with work or with relationships or with whatever the case, you know, life gets so busy. And um, so I would just say to really just take that time for myself and, and really work those 12 steps. Um, and just focus on self because we neglect self for so long Um, so I would say that and I would say um, give give yourself a break you know like you've been through so much Um, you know we're not going to be perfect like one of my things is that I strive to be perfect and that's just not going to happen Um, so, you know, just give yourself a break, you know, the one day at a time, the little cliche things that we say, it's like, just try to enjoy the moment. That's something I try to tell myself every day to this day. It's like, we can never get this moment back or this day back or this memory back. Um, and so just to try to like, enjoy this moment and really, you know, I don't have any regrets in my life, you know, so I just happiness is the most important thing for me. So I just continue to just, you know, be positive and, and remain happy. And, um, you know, don't have any regrets about anything, because everything that you went through, literally made you who you are today, which is amazing. You know, we're all just so grateful, like to be here. Um, it's we're, we're here for a reason.
0: Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless.